Are you looking to be more informed about what's going on in your community? The Herald has a special digital subscription offer for new generation podcast listeners. You could sign up for a one month trial for 99 cents, then only $18.99 a month after that. With a digital subscription, you get web-exclusive content, including pictures and videos, obituaries, and a searchable archive going back to 2013. You can read the Herald on the web, your mobile phone, and on our Herald app, so you can get all the Herald content and the print paper delivered right to your phone, tablet, or computer. Again, that's just 99 cents for your first month. So you can go to www.sharonherald.com slash pod offer today for this special offer. Again, that's sharonherald.com slash pod offer. Ben Bizet Chevrolet is Mercer County's truck headquarters. Quality new Chevrolets and outstanding pre-owned vehicles, plus an excellent service department to stand behind your vehicle purchase located on Route 19, just south of Mercer. Stop in or call Ben Bizet Chevrolet today at 724-662-5440. At Sharon Regional Medical Center, they believe in the power of people to create great care. Their dedicated employees work hard every day to make Sharon Regional Medical Center a place of healing, caring, and connection for patients and families in the community we call home. For more information, go to SharonRegionalMedical.org. First National Bank provides a full range of commercial banking, consumer banking, and wealth management services, plus industry-leading online and mobile banking solutions. Call your local FNB or go online at fnb-online.com. At Chenango Valley Meat and Poultry, you will find an excellent selection of steaks, burgers, chicken wings, and everything that goes along with it. Voted Best of the Best in 2021 by Harold Readers. Stop in at 1215 East State Street in Sharon or call 724-346-6328 today. Located in Mercer County, UPMC Horizon offers a range of services and medical specialties at two campuses in Farrell and Greenville. Together with UPMC Jamison in Lawrence County, UPMC Horizon provides a regionalized approach to healthcare. If you need care, go to UPMC Horizon or UPMC.com. Hello and welcome back to another episode of the New Generation Sports Report. I am your host, Tanner Mondock, and I am joined across the table by our sports editor, Dan Heiner. Hey, hey. So, uh, this point of the year, I guess for the rest of this month, all we got is football to talk about on this show. So, I know we're, what, a couple weeks away from basketball starting? I know you're probably not ready to talk about that yet or think about it. Brookfield girls basketball, or basketball in Ohio starts on Friday. Girls basketball. <laughs> and so. just completely forget what I just said about it, at least another yeah. month. Girls basketball starts this Friday. Boys basketball starts next Friday. Well, sorry, I, Brookfield. I, I, we have still a decent amount of teams alive in the playoffs here. So give us a couple weeks before we make it out. to. Well, I'll try to make it out for like a <laughs> mid-season game if you guys – or a mid-week <laughs> game if you guys have something. Yeah, yeah, mid-week. But, yeah, sorry. Our Friday nights are going to be booked for um, a while. Yeah. December um, but hey let's get right into football so we covered um, three games over the weekend so let's just start off with the first one that we covered on Friday night where the rain just never stopped all night lucky you you were up in the press box but I was not as lucky lucky being the photographer uh, we were there for Slippery Rock versus Hickory out in uh, New Wilmington so what do you got to say about this one I mean this so this was going to be whatever team adapted best to the fact that they were playing in the middle of a tropical storm uh yeah 
and Slippery Rock was able to do it. They they were able to get the passing game going a little bit early on, and mm-hmm. yeah, that's what the coaching staff wanted. Uh, and because they were able to get the passing game going, they it's not like this was a game that was ever really out of reach for Hickory, but then there would just be mistakes, right? They, yeah. Hickory was only flagged six times in this game, but it seemed like every time there was a flag, it was in some type of critical moment. Mm-hmm. And the Rockets capitalized on those miscues by establishing the run in the second half, going to Maddox Allen and uh, Salminio. And that's how they kind of ended up finally pulling away, was kind of in that early stages of the fourth quarter. Yeah. Just pounding it right down Hickory's throat. Right. Um, but yeah, no, I mean, I know when we were kind of talking about this game, when we realized how much it was going to be raining that night, um, you know, these are two teams that they pass the ball a lot. And Sharp, or not Sharp Soul, sorry, thinking ahead to another game, uh, Slippery Rock, I mean, um, they did a pretty solid job of throwing the ball. They were, it, Well, that's the thing. They, they didn't throw it a ton, right? Yeah. Like we've, we've seen Mokul and that's that mokul sabo connection really drives slippery rock the mm-hmm. entire season and they really they didn't really go to that sabo only had one catch yep yeah just it one a, it was a 12 yard little out route mm-hmm. comeback route that uh they completed i think it was the second or third quarter and mm-hmm. that was it yeah you know so it really it was just selectively trying to figure out when you were going to throw throw the ball but yeah mostly just hand it off to 28 and yep. let him do what he does best. Yeah, of course, you know, they ran the ball well. But, yeah, but when they threw the ball, they, for as much as it was raining, they still managed to find success there. Um, but, yeah, no, Slippery Rock just kind of ran away with things there, I'd say, in the second half, uh, finishing up 28 to nothing. It, and the thing is, the the so Hickory came into this game, and, and they were – I ended up putting out a tweet before the game mm-hmm. saying that the weather was going to impact this Slippery Rock Hickory game more than any other game in District 10. Yeah. Maybe on, maybe, on maybe yeah. any other game in Northeast Ohio, Western Pennsylvania. Right. That was getting the remnants of Nicole. And Hickory has run the ball less than any other team in the county going into this one. Mm-hmm. And they were just never able to get it going because they just weren't able to execute in those little moments where you need to move a guy three yards. You know, you need to reestablish the line. They just weren't able to do that. Yep. And that was an issue that I know that Dungy had, not just going into this one, but also going into the season, was once the weather starts turning bad, do they have the guys in the trenches to be able to, you know, get just enough to keep drives alive? Yeah. And you know that's how exactly what the issue was you know in this one yep so like i said slippery rock went on to win 28 to nothing and also that same night uh grove city they won their their semifinal game so those two teams will be meeting in the championship game uh on friday yes they they are going to be playing each other it's going to be a rematch obviously uh that the first meeting was close. It was a twenty two twenty one game. Yeah. This one's gonna be held at Slippery Rock University, so a quote 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 unquote neutral site. Mm-hmm. 
<laughs> it's literally across, across the, the street, street from Slippery Rock uh, School District, but but you know, you know yeah, <laughs> that that's not going to matter for Grove City. No, you know, they'll show up. They're they're still going to show up. Yeah, uh, it's going to be really interesting to see which which side kind of prevails because I know that you know the last time they met, it was kind of a could go either way kind of situation. You know, mm-hmm. it was kind of a coin flip, uh, and they kind of played down to the wire. Yeah, you know, so hopefully we get a game just as good as as that one. Uh, yeah, mm-hmm. you know, it's also the only game in town. So guess where we're gonna be? Yep, we will be there Friday night. Um, but uh, but yeah, no, you, of course we were at the Slippery Rock Hickory game, and we weren't at this Grove City Sharon game. But uh, Grove City's quarterback Hunter Homan he went down with an injury, and the backup had to finish it out. Ended up getting them the win. Of course, it sounded like it was a pretty thrilling finish there. But um, but no, it'll be interesting to see if he's able to suit up for this for this championship game on Friday. that That's going to be the big thing, right? Yeah. Because, you know, you'd hope that any jitters or anything that, you know, if a backup does have to play, mm-hmm. then, and, and this isn't just with quarterback. This is just anywhere. That right. if you have to play a kid, you kind of hope that the jitters were kind of worked out in the previous game and you can kind of get them settled for, you know, yeah. during the actual week. That way they're kind of in the right headspace. Yeah. Obviously they would like Holman back in there because mm-hmm. he's the guy who's been orchestrating that in, attack the entire year but you know never doubt mallory and that coaching staff they're pretty darn good and you know they win a lot of games for a reason yeah yeah they'll always find a way to win um so let's get to the two games we covered on saturday then so we were at feral all day over at the picky sports complex and at 1 p.m reynolds was taking on maplewood in a uh, rematch from just an absolute blowout from earlier on in the season uh reynolds won this one this time 44 to 6. Yeah. I, I mean, still a blowout, but yeah. not... Not as bad as the other one. Not as bad as the <laughs> other one. Uh, there, I mean, there was a lot of errors by Reynolds in this game. Yeah. You know, th- this game could have been just as bad. Mm-hmm. But just, th- they were never able to really... I, I don't know how to put it, right? Because it's one of those games where... Yeah, you won forty four to six. Like it, it's a one sided affair, and it was never in doubt. Yeah, but there was also like this may have been one of the worst games Reynolds played this year, mm-hmm. just because there were penalties and there were, you know, guys not thinking on the field, and you know, lapses and you know, filling holes in the run game, and it's not like you're going up against Maplewood that is a team like Slippery Rock that. You know, they can give you 150 yards passing and 200 yards rushing, and you got to be prepared for both. Maplewood can't throw the ball to save their lives. Mm-hmm. You're entirely playing the run. Yeah. And there were some times where uh, Ben Gilberto, the running back from Maplewood, he had a 45-yard touchdown run. And it was like there just a gaping hole right. that he ran yeah. through. So I have a feeling that the coaches at Reynolds are really going to get after these guys this week. I know they were getting after them at the end of the game. So it's going to be interesting to kind of see. I think they're going to get their heads, you know, figured out here. They got Eisenhower, which is a team that they have some history with from, you know, last year's playoff. They ended up beating them uh, in the semifinal, if I remember correctly. So they're, they're going to be playing up at Edinburgh. And so this is going to be an actual neutral site game. Yeah. And... <laughs> Uh, you know, I, I have a feeling that uh, 
the Raiders are going to be in a pretty good headspace. I, I think they kind of thought a little bit too. Well, we blew them out sixty-four to nothing last time. Yeah, Wagner set the county rushing record. We can do that again. Mm-hmm. And they really weren't able to get Wagner going. No. In this yeah, game. for once, I know we talked about where we're at the game. You know, I, and just like for me, when we cover Reynolds, I walk away with like five plus photos of Jalen Wagner. You know. I, Granted, I still got some of him, but the star of this game was uh, Hayden McLaughlin. Yeah. He was really showing up this game. Yeah. He had two rushing touchdowns on jet sweeps, which is, uh, you know, talking to the coaches afterwards, you know, that's something that they kind of implemented into. They, they had it in the playbook. Mm-hmm. They just never really went to it because they never needed to because when you can get 250 yards a game out of Jalen Wagner, you don't really need a second option. Right. But, and, and then he also had a big 30 four-yard reception at the end of the half mm-hmm. to kind of finally kind of push this one out of reach yeah so he had a huge game absolutely yeah but with wagner it was he'd get a 50-yard run and then there'd be a holding call yeah you know or there, you'd get a 40-yard run kind of weave his way through well there was a block in the back mm-hmm. and that's what i mean by it was sloppy it probably wasn't their best game that they've played because Every time you'd get a little bit of running room, there'd be some type of yellow laundry on the field. Mm-hmm. And you could tell he was kind of frustrated, too, at times during this one. And um, I know he fumbled at least, what, like twice? He fumbled twice in this one. Yeah. I don't think, did they lose either one of those? One of them, I know they got back. Did they lose the other one? Or? Uh, I can't remember. Yes. Okay. If I remember correctly. Yeah. So, you know, he still showed up, of course. He still had a decent game. But, you know, yeah. there were mistakes across yeah, he, the board. But. Yeah, he still had over 100 yards. Yeah. So, you right. know, a bad day for him. Right, yeah. A good day for most, but a, yeah, bad day for him. Um, but yeah, so that'll be Saturday, uh, 1 p.m., uh, Edinburgh. Reynolds will be taking on Eisenhower for the 1A championship game. So we get to make the nice, what, hour-plus drive out there. Uh, let me get back to you on that one. <laughs> <laughs> well, with, the, with the advent of the bowl games getting released for Division Three. Oh yeah, we have a lot Monday. to figure out for this weekend. Uh, yeah, I got I got a lot of crap to figure out because I had a schedule in place and I was like, okay, well, I'm texting Corey Corbin from Allied News, like, <laughs> okay, this is what we can do. And then all of a sudden, I'm like, crap, I completely forgot about. Like, I knew Slippery Rock wasn't going to be playing at home, so right, I was like, yeah. oh, I could have him for a high school game, and mm-hmm. it didn't dawn on me. Oh yeah, Grove City could also qualify as well as Westminster for college games. And now I I need to do some reevaluating here. Yeah, we got a lot going on this weekend. Um, so the other game we covered on Saturday, uh, Sharpsville Mercier's Prep. Sharpsville walked away with a good win there at the end, uh, twenty-one to fourteen. I mean, this game completely turned. Garen Levis did not do a lot in this one. No, he wasn't a huge target. Brayden Summers was the leading receiver. He had three catches for thirty yards. Mm-hmm. So, you know, that kind of tells you what Mercyhurst Prep's defense was able to do yeah. in terms of the passing game. And But he did come up with, an, you know, Levis did come up with an interception defensively. Right, yeah. But the biggest play that he made was a blocked 44-yard field goal at the end of the third quarter mm-hmm. because the Lakers were driving. They were up 14-6 to at that point, and you were thinking, like, if they get this field goal— that might be it, especially a 44-yarder in high school. That's just a deflating thing. If it's a chip shot, 20, 25-yarder, then, yeah, you could probably come back from that. You know, you're not – but when a kicker bombs one that, like, some college kids can't make, that's a problem. Yeah. Levis just went right off the 
the left edge completely unblocked and was able to get his hands on it. And they just came out a new team from that point. Devils drive right down the field. Summers, you know, punches it in from one yard out. They get a two-point pass on an absolutely tremendous catch by Blaze Campbell. Oh, yeah. That was really good. That was real good. Yes. Two feet down. That was an NFL catch. Right, yeah. Uh-huh. He's the, ready. NFL ba- ready. In the back right corner of the end zone. Yeah. That ties the game up. And then they just decide, all right, we got to stop. We got the ball, 14-14. Running Colin Summers on a, on a QB keeper is what got us to this point, mm-hmm. and we are just going to stick with that. <laughs> and they he ran it six out of the final seven plays, yeah. with the exception of Snyder on a three-yard run like in the middle of that that drive. Yeah. And then he just gets a little bit of running room right up the middle. Yep. Gets 24 yards into the end zone. And then from that point on, it was just Mercy Hurst was back on their heels. Yep. And, I mean, that that game-winning touchdown that he scored with, what, there was like two minutes, a minute left or something when he scored I think, that? I think it was 207, if I remember yeah. correctly. I mean, there was a point in that run where they essentially had him tackled. Like, he was oh. almost on the ground, but just, like, by, like, inches yeah. He was able to keep his knees off the ground. He somehow just got right back up and he just, continued to the end zone. Yeah, he just spun up, you yep. know, and you know kept his balance. And you know that that's a skill that not a lot of people have because you need yeah. to ha- you need to understand your body mm-hmm. and where your center of gravity is. Yeah, you know, a lot of kids, especially at the high school level, they start going down. They start, you know, they'll just topple over like a Jenga tower because they're just running full speed and they're not balanced in their run stance. Summers was not, you know, or he, that wasn't the case with him. He was able to get go, kind of get twisted down a little bit, stay up, roll out of it, and then just get right back up onto his feet and then just keep going and run right through the secondary. No one even made an attempt to tackle him at that point. No, yeah, there was one guy trailing him, but it was just like he's he's in. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, there was a yeah thrilling finish to that one and a good defensive play too when uh, mercy Hurst got the ball back after that touchdown and uh who was it that tipped the ball out of the quarterback's hand do you remember the, uh on the last play yeah brian white okay yeah he, yeah he which was another good play he ends up getting mm-hmm. around the right end uh or the right tackle i should say uh gets around the right tackle and just got enough of the of the elbow yeah right that as uh bomb the quarterback which is an appropriately named uh you know which is appropriate last name for a guy who has to be at least like six four. I think and on the was, roster he was six five or six six. Yeah, on there, yeah. Like he towered over his own coaches. Yeah, and he's just you know he's trying to throw a deep appropriate name for it. But yeah. White ends up getting in, uh, just gets his arm on that right elbow to prevent it from going forward. So the ball just went straight up and then right back down. I don't think it made it. I don't even think it went out of bounds. No. Like, it only traveled, like, five yards. It was a great play by him because that's exactly yeah. how you have to teach that. Go for the elbow because if you go for the hand, you know, then it's up by the helmet, and then you could potentially end up getting called for contact at the head or whatever. But if you go for the elbow, it's usually down by the shoulder. You're usually going to be free if you end up doing it. So that was a very well-coached and well-executed job by White, who mm-hmm. deserves a, a shout-out for that effort. Yes, absolutely. So yeah, that uh, their twenty-one to fourteen semifinal win sets them up with a uh, with a rematch with Farrell for the two A right yeah two yes. A uh, championship game. Yeah, and then you know I'm gonna be interested because th- this 
this went completely sideways on Sharpsville. This was their West Middlesex game. Yeah. And, and we talked about it prior to that game on whatever number podcast that was. Mm-hmm. That they were going to, the Devils were going to come out with energy because they got the new uniforms. They're yep. playing a new stadium. It's a different environment. They were still undefeated at they the time. They were still undefeated. And they just got punched right in the mouth. Yep. And it was the running game for Farrell that really did them in because, ironically, much like Friday, it was raining sideways mm-hmm. in that game. Yeah. So Farrell, and, and I know Cabron uh, Smith, the quarterback from Farrell, had trouble gripping the ball. Yeah. So Farrell decided, and Ampagese decided, we're just going to pound it down their throat with guys like Chambers and Kylan Wilson. And so I'm going to be interested to see is there a little more – is there a chip on the shoulder for that defensive front for Sharpsville? Mm-hmm. Because they have a – they have the talent, right? It, oh, it's yeah. just a, It's just a matter of kind of cleaning up things, understanding your run fits, and, you know, just keeping contain is a big issue. Mm-hmm. It's easier said than done, right? Because you got to play leverage and all of that, but Farrell has the speed to get around that and kind of take advantage. But – that's going to be where this this game's going to be won mm-hmm. is on that is in the trenches. Farrell has a hell of an offensive line. The Devils have a good defensive line that probably are going to want to make up for that West Middlesex game. Who ends up pulling it out? Yep. We will see. And you you know they have to be more motivated than they ever have this season to for the opportunity to take down Farrell in a district championship game. I mean, they're going to want this, so it should be fun. It's going to be an interesting one. Yes, and so what? That's Saturday at 7, and they're playing Wilmington, They're, they're right? playing in Wilmington. Okay, right. All right, so yeah, we have uh, three District 10 championship games coming up this Saturday. Um, you know, we've talked a little bit about the three already, but is there anything else you would like to add about those three? First off, one, something I want to say here. Mm-hmm. Obviously, I know I've brought this up a lot and complained about it a lot last week. I know Corey Corbin has brought it up and complained about it a lot last week with the weather and the fact that these games could have been moved. Oh, yeah. Here's a wild stat. We covered three games. Uh In those three games, there were 17 fumbles. (laughs) 17. We're averaging six fumbles per game. Yeah. So when I hear people (laughs) say something like, well, it's football weather. No, it's not football weather. (laughs) <laughs> These are high school kids. Uh-huh. If they're if it's Ohio State, Penn State, Pitt, whatever, they're on scholarship. They're grown adults. They can go off and go fight in a war. They can do whatever they want. If it's the NFL, they get paid millions of dollars to do this. Yeah. they're high school kids. They're playing a lot of them for literally these this one moment. Mm-hmm. So the next time we have a hurricane that comes blowing through <laughs> Western Pennsylvania, maybe we change that a little bit because. I'm going to be honest with you. Like I said, a good example was that Sharpsville, or uh, the uh, Slippery Rock Hickory game. Mm -hmm. Hickory fumbled six times. Yeah. And they weren't like the ball got punched out or anything. It's just like kid is running with ball. Mm -hmm. It's raining sideways. The wind is howling. They take a weird step, and the ball just comes squirting out like a greased-up pig on a hockey ring. (laughs) Uh Uh-huh. You know? Yeah. That completely changes the entire, you know, complexion if they don't fumble six times. Yeah. So, and then we also saw some bad snaps, too. There were yeah. there were some mm-hmm. times, you know, so the center's having a hard time gripping the ball on 
a couple of different teams. Running backs are having a hard time gripping the ball. We mentioned Wagner, who never fumbles, fumbled mm-hmm. twice. It was, you know, crappy weather because now all of a sudden the hurricane that blew through is now turned into a snow. Yeah. So you have, you know, all of these things could have been avoided if you potentially just use a little bit of logic, mm-hmm. maybe move a game that, hey, we're going to have some bad weather coming in. Let's move it up a day. Yeah. And then you could have been fine. Mm-hmm. But you didn't. It did not. Luckily, it's looking like this weekend it's going to be very cold, but I don't think there's going to be any type of precipitation. Yeah, we're not, we're not going to have any <laughs> precipitation. Now this is football weather, Yeah, right? Because yeah. now this is, it's going to be fine. It's going to be grim looking. It's going to look crappy. It's not going to be nice. You're going to take a hit, and it's going to feel like your rib cage just wants to burst. Mm-hmm. But that is football weather. Yeah. You know, if this was... I mean, literally, there were college games that were canceled and moved, <laughs> you know, uh-huh. because they tried to avoid this thing. I think we could do that for high school, especially when all of the other districts were moving games around left and right. Yeah, all outside of the county, we kept seeing on Twitter other games being moved. Yeah, it was either moved because of the, of the rain or it was moved because the field conditions. Yeah. And, and I made a note of this. I know I said it to, to Madeline Hoffman up in the press box, and I said it to Ryan Briggs, uh, who was calling the game, mm-hmm. like, up in Wilmington. And listen, I love Wilmington's field. I've said that it's, before it's on this a, podcast. Yeah, it's I really love nice. it. But there's literal pools yeah. that are forming on the field. Yeah. It's turf, mm-hmm. which means there's drainage, which means the drainage is getting backed up. Yeah. We can stop this. Yeah. Could have, this could have been avoided. Yeah. And that's nothing against the quality of that stadium. That's very nice. You know, it's oh, one it's of the best beautiful. in this area. It's just, that's how much it was raining. Yeah. <laughs> like, it, it, it's a, it, it was a, one of the best fields that we have. Yeah. It's literally designed to host playoff games in crappy weather. Yeah. And it is literally having trouble dealing with the amount of water falling uh-huh. from the sky. That should have been the first indication that, eh, Maybe we should have moved this. Yeah. Or at least pushed, you know, moved the time up or moved the time back or, you know, done something. There could have been an answer to this that did not involve, because the other thing for people who didn't see any, any of the game that also transitioned at kickoff from rain to fog. So now you have rain falling and one of the weirdest things I've ever seen happen. Mm -hmm. You have rain falling, the wind howling, and now fog on the field. So you can't, you know, you, it's slightly low visibility, which I heard that actually at Sharon Sharpsville, it was actually worse. Oh, Sharon Grove City. Or Sharon Grove City. Yeah. It was even worse. So like you have visibility issues. Uh You have rain. This could be like all it takes is one kid just like losing his footing and snapping his leg mm-hmm. to somebody going, maybe we should have moved this thing. <laughs> right. Yeah. So fumbles were absolutely terrible, mm-hmm. but it also can be a health issue. They're high school kids, for God's sakes. Yeah. Well, I'm just going to counter all that by saying that I enjoyed taking photos in it because I thought the photos look cool with the rain and fog. But yeah, I will say I did not enjoy being out yeah, there. Yeah, I was going to say, I don't know if you're a masochist or what. They, <laughs> I'm talking to you after the game, after the the Hickory Slippery Rock game. I'm like, uh-huh. I'm sorry I did this, dude. And he's like, yeah, but I got cool photos from him. I'm like, yeah. that's not the reaction I would have had. <laughs> 
You didn't know. It wasn't fun. I was out there in a poncho, you know, all night. My shoes were soaked, but um, but no, I enjoyed taking the photos out there as miserable as it was to be out there. But um, but yeah, like I said, that's in the past now. We should have no precipitation this weekend, so should be good. Uh, just to just to round this out schedule-wise, I know we've touched on the high school stuff. Yeah. Uh, we also have three college games this week. Yeah, what's coming up with that? So we have Slippery Rock. They're in the Division Two playoffs. They're going to be playing at Assumption University. Uh, so they ended up qualifying there. Westminster is going to be taking on Brockport. That's going to be on the road as well. They're in the Clayton-Chapman Bowl. And then you have... Grove City, they're the only local team that's going to be playing at home. Uh, they are in the uh, ECAC James Lina Bowl. I hope I'm pronouncing that right, Lina Bowl. Uh, they have Florum. So all of those are noon kickoffs. You know, good luck to, to any college teams that are in the area. Hopefully you guys advance. And, uh, you know, that kind of rounds out the schedule that we're looking at in terms of the football stuff this week. Yep. So, yeah, we got lots of college action, lots of high school action. After this weekend, uh, we'll kick off the state playoffs in high school. Um, we'll at least have, what, three teams in there? We, two. Or well, we'll, two at the we're very gar- least. We're guaranteed to have two, two. because of Slippery Rock and yes. uh, Grove City and... But if Reynolds wins, then we will have three still alive in the state playoffs. Yep. Gotcha. All right. Fun time of year. Cold time of year, but it's a fun time of year. I'm tired. (laughs) Aren't we all? If you can't can't tell by listening. (laughs) All right. Well, I think that'll do it this week on the New Generation Sports Report. Uh, We are here every Wednesday. You can find us at SharonHerald.com, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Anchor. And then, of course, don't forget about the New Generation Podcast as well every Saturday, all the same places you can find this show. So I want to thank you all for listening, and thank you, Dan. Thanks, guys.